Yo, what's up, my friends? It's Matt Prince here, the Five Dimensional Strengths Coach. Welcome back for another episode of the Matt Prince Podcast. Today's topic is this, how to fix your lower back. All right, now, this is coming off a few guys, a few members of the RF team um, all jacked up with their lower backs. Now, the uh, there's different reasons. A, a fair few of them have been getting really sore from running, and it looks like like an upper glute issue, possibly a QL issue for most of them. And it's very common. Lower back pain, lower back tightness is a common, common thing. Um, and some of the things people don't understand with the lower back is if your lower back's weak, there's a high chance you're going to have problems with it, right? That's one thing. If, if you're not looking after it, if you're not stretching it, if you're not um, keeping the hips and the glutes and stuff around it loose and free, you're going to have issues. Like It's just, just how it is. So you need to be unafraid to train your lower back, get it really, really strong and bulletproof it um, and, and make sure all the muscles around it are working. Now, what I wanted to do today is go into a few things to consider with your lower back that may be happening. Now, if you're a, let's say a runner, for example, for these boys, they're runners, they're, they've been running, they've been doing different distances. One of them was hitting either, Lockie hit a 30K trail run, which is fucking brutal, like in itself. But the downhill motions are horrible for your low back. There's a lot of impact that goes through your joints. Um, and it's really, downhill running is really not that good for your body. Like it's really a high amount of stress. It causes injury very commonly. Um, and, and trail running, Although I think trail running is better because it's you know changing in surface and it's not like the same repetitive pattern, that downhill motion there's a lot of force that goes through your body, so you just got to be aware of that. But he, he had a tight lower back after his 30k, as he should. Like it's it's not a not a shock or a surprise. But um, I had him doing a few things. So essentially, when people run, I'll, I'll throw in uh, Terrell, who is the other guy who I was chatting to about his tight lower back, and he has a similar. Similar issue, basically same spot, um, and he just got back into running. He'd had a couple of weeks off through holidays and stuff like that, busy at work. But he, he was running, and he, he runs. He's a good runner. He's one of the better runners that I've ever seen in my life, uh, especially in terms of speed and um, just having fucking competitive grit. He's a very, very solid runner. Uh, but he will run, similar to me, when you're fatigued, there's a pelvic tilt that happens, anterior pelvic tilt, which basically means you're sticking your ass out. So if you ever if you ever, ever see me in person and you know you see me walking around like Kim K, that's essentially what it is, right? Um, people run like that. Now, people run like that, and that, that's um, that's generally a fatigue thing. But that's where the abs would switch off, and you start to really you know do that gut running style where your chest is out and you're just really striding. That pelvic tilt causes lower back tightness. The strain through like it's, it's it's extra tension in the hip flexor, extra tension in your hamstrings, and it basically just changes the the gait of how you run. So, both of these guys, I said, all right, cool. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get blood into that area first and foremost, right? Um, this also applied to Billy, one of the the footy guys. So he's a VFL athlete, um, good footy player, but he had the same thing again different ground and I'm, I'm, there's so many examples and it's just been like, it's currently Thursday so I've been helping these guys over the last past few days with this um, and that's, yeah, I could. Yeah, it's just weird to have so many examples in the same week, it's a rare thing. They're not injured, don't get it this wrong, they're just tight and don't feel good so we've got to fix it. Now, get into it. First thing I said to, for them to do is get blood into the area. So reverse hyperextensions is what I had them doing. Um, starting very, very light, um, if not body weight because with hypers, this is the thing that people 
people don't really know. The reverse swipers aren't a, a huge, a common thing. Um, the reverse swiper machine, you, you very rarely see it. In fucking pretty much no gyms have reverse swiper machines. And in my opinion, it's one of the most valuable machines that you can have. Like people will spend money on a on a leg press machine or a um, a bench press machine or a shoulder press machine where reverse hyper is going to give you way, way, way better bang for your buck because like, the other stuff's just waste of money really. But anyway, I digress. I've got one. Um, our gym is set up for performance and for, for basically people to get the best out of their bodies. It's not just to look good. <laughs> so there's no piece of equipment. It's a waste of space in, in Royal. But with the um, reverse hyper, essentially, I get them doing reps on there, and we'll be looking at sets of anywhere between 20, and I, I've done up to 50 before in sets to pump, lower blo um, pump blood into the lower back. It works off tractioning out the spine. So when I'm talking about the anterior pelvic tilt with the hips rolling forward, the chest being out, and having that Kim K ass going on, that's that's what happens when you when you you know. For me, it's when I'm walking around, but for a lot of people, it's when they're straining and running and whatever. The reverse hyper actually does the opposite. So it rolls your lower back under, especially your SI joint, so the, the bottom part of your spine, it will tuck it under. So it ends up stretching it out, essentially, and lengthening that spine. So if there's any, any you know, for me, I find like if I've done a lot of compression-based work, aka squatting and deadlifting or even jiu-jitsu where I'm getting squashed by huge people, um, the... The traction of the, the reverse hyper and the blood flow in there helps relieve and create uh, a looser, healthier back. It just feels better once I've done it. Now, I've literally torn my, like, I've strained, I shouldn't say torn, that's the wrong word. I've strained um, facet joints in my back, which basically, when you feel, when people say they've done a disc, it's generally that it's the facet joint. Um, very rare that, you know, you have some sort of injury. Some, like, don't get me wrong, there's people that, that have it, but very rare, like, when, when you feel like you've done your back, that's generally the facet joint, right? I've done that and literally been in so much pain, like, with it, it sucks when it happens. Um, but say I've done it deadlifting or whatever, because my back's been out of whack, my QLs have been tight, I've jumped straight onto the hyper and started repping reverse hypers straight after it. And then I'll go see the osteo, he'll fix me up, I'm good to go. Within three or four days, I'm good again. And I'll, I keep doing those hyper movements and that rolling movement to pump blood in there and create traction, and that helps the recovery for me. And I've found that works really, really good for me. Now... That's step one. Just get blood in there. Make sure you're, you're moving it the opposite way to the way it's stiffened up. Right? I always recommend stretching out hip flexors, making sure the hip flexors are loose. And my favorite one with that at the moment is the couch stretch. So leg up on a bench, knee to the ground, tuck your hips under so you're really focusing on keeping your core on and you just squeeze your glute to get that stretch. You push your hips forward, you get that good stretch. It's not like you're not relaxing into it. You're really focusing on everything, staying tight and really feeling it in that hip flexor. And work around in there. Feel like, Grind it to the side, grind it front, grind it back. Like move around, find the spots that feel shitty, and that's how you, how you free up the hip flexors. The next step it would be glutes. So you want to release the glutes and then stretch the glutes. So because the glutes are a huge muscle, they can create a lot of tension. Um, you get a lacrosse ball and like cross your leg up like you're doing a normal glute stretch, and then sit on it and just roll it out, smash it out. Right? It's, um, there's stuff on my YouTube channel if you want to check out my YouTube channel. You can see some stuff with the uh, with the balls. Just type in. Uh, I think I've got I've got a few, but I think the uh, official Matt Prince is the one that I've got some hip mobility work on. So if you want to check that out, um, you're more than welcome to see some stuff. I've got a heap of like, educational videos, demonstrational videos on there. So that might help. 
But you get the ball basically jamming in, smash the crap out of it, and then stretch it immediately after. What that does, when you, when you smash a muscle, let's say it's your hamstring or your glute for this instance, it sends messages to your brain to relax the muscle. So when you go from a smash into a stretch, you're going to get a deeper stretch rather than just going into the stretch straight up. Right, so it will sort of trick your neural pathways to stretch further. So that's something to, to play with. So now we've got blood into the lower back through reverse hypers, moving it the opposite way, creating traction. We've got the hips getting stretched the shit out of. And then we've got the glutes getting smashed and then stretched. Okay? So there are a few things that I would do if it feels tight, and that way it can help get you back to a, a, a position where you can start trying to strengthen it and building up all those muscles to go. Right? The other thing I've said um, for a few people, sometimes people have QL tightness, which is essentially, you imagine like a, a pyramid shape or a triangle shape. Each side of your hip is the bottom of it. So you've got one, one side of it, goes and then it joins up into the middle of your spine and then the other side on the hip and then it joins up to the middle of your spine. So it makes like a bit of a triangle sort of shape. Those QLs can get really, really tight. Um, and for me in particular, my right side gets really tight. A lot of people find they have the same side getting issues and it might be the way they sit, stand, might be some imbalance in some sport. That's what mine are from. Um, it could be anything, all right? But they happen. It's very common. What I do to counteract this, and this is what I had Billy doing the other day, was single leg hypers. Now, Billy was Billy's, Billy's quite strong. He's done a lot of hypers. Same with me. Um, I jumped straight in. I was doing it with 60 kilos myself. He was too. We're doing 60 kilos single leg hypers. Um, and you can build that up heavier and higher. As long as your form stays tight, you're using your glute, you get that stretch how you want it, you're gold, right? The, the, the loading is good. It, it creates that same traction, but it sort of tucks the SI joint under and then to a slight angle because of the single leg going under. So you end up getting a good QL stretch as well. So you get some work through there. And it sort of stretch, stretches and strengthens at the same time through your lower back, your glutes, and your hamstrings. Right? Um, so that, that's, that's another really, really good way to attack it. Then you can do the QL stretch, which I do on the wall or a pole, where you basically grab the pole and you, you lean over like a half moon shape and you drop your hip out to the side. So you get that really deep side stretch. Right? So that's, that's some of the things that I build on. Um, all right. Now, in terms of strengthening it, making it so it doesn't happen again, it's going to take time. You have to be wary of that. You've got to build up the muscle like any other muscle. You've got to build up the strength like any other thing. But you want to look at a few things. So you've got stabilization. For people who run, you want to be on stabilization. For people who are doing other things, you might have different um, objectives. But a lot of the time, the core's job is to create stability. Okay, so strength and stability. So you're building up like if you can imagine a cylinder that supports up a heap of weight. That's what you want to do, especially if you're in the powerlifting world. If you're trying to learn how to, um, or in the strength world, if you're trying to become a better runner, you need to be able to keep your hips tucked under and keep your running form for as long as you can. So you keep your body up nice and tall for longer periods of time. So that's, again, going to be stability. So you want to look at things like uh, stabilization-based exercises. And best one, best places to start, planks, quality planks. I'm not talking like planking endlessly with your you know, shitty form. Get really solid at, at what's called an RKC plank. And again, that's on my YouTube thing. I'll explain that on there. But you, you basically go under, you tuck your hips under, you squeeze every single muscle in your body really, really tight. You do like power breathing. It's made famous by a guy called Pavel Tatsulin. He's a Russian kettlebell um, expert, basically. And he's a very, very, very good smart man. And, and his RKC planks are really, really good and really, really good for core stability. So that's a really good one to, to throw in. Side planks are really, really powerful because you, you're creating a, if you think about like that cylinder that I was talking about, you're always training your tra uh, transverse abdominals, so the front part of your gut, right? Six pack. You're always training your abs. 
you, and you're not getting the sides or the lower back in, you're going to have an imbalance. You're going to have the front part of that cylinder really strong, but the back's all fucking floppy and sad and weak, right? So you need to be training side planking to, to get to the sides. And the, the other exercise we use, like for all of this, we like an advancement of the plank is uh, like rack carries. Um, front squats are really, really tough on the abs. Um, Zercher squats we've been doing a lot of. Um, you know, all those sorts of things. Farmers carries, they, they smash out those those abs and the, and the, the stabilizers around there. Uh, the side plank, same deal, like suitcase carries. We've been doing them this week. So single arm carries. Um, you can do side dips if you're advanced with it. I don't recommend to start with that. It's not really a stabilization-based one, but it can build your obliques up. It's not something I personally like. Some people's backs hate it, um, so I very rarely program that in, but there is a place for it sometimes. Um, and then you've got all the, the other side of it. You've got your Romanian deadlifts. You've got your um, kettlebell swings for a little bit of back, like we're talking the back half now, so hamstrings, glutes, lower back. Um, you've got your kettlebell swings, Romanian dead. You've got your hyperextensions, your normal hyperextensions. You've got heavy reverse hyperextensions. All those exercises will build it up, build some stability, build some strength. Now, once you have all of that in check and you know, hey, look, I'm pretty stable. I've got these exercises down pretty strong. That's where you might want to start playing with other things like so in particular, like runners, it might be leg raises, right? Doing a lot of leg raises, making sure the hips are strong and the lower ab section is strong. So hanging leg raises are good. Um, heavy hollow tucks are really, really good. Things like that, things of that nature are really, really good. So they'll help keep the um, the, the pelvis from tilting, like I was talking about before. That that can be a good good little drill to do that. So you create a better hollow position or a, um, like a, a ribs down type position. You get better in that position. So... There's some things to play with. Now, there's heaps of other exercises. It's too hard to sort of go into it now. If you if you need help with it in a specific thing, hit me up and I can sort of point you in the right direction. But a lot of the time, guys, just understand that if you're getting back pain, it's usually weak. There's usually a, a, a function in it that's not working well, and that usually stems from weakness or tightness somewhere. Okay, so I always recommend people to not avoid training their lower back, but in, instead, like, train it hard. Train it smart, train it um, consistently, and build up a lot of volume through there. So, like I said, all the exercises that I've just demonstrated and talked about today, they're ones that we use a lot in Royal um, for the max out work. Like, we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, deadlifting and, and barbell rowing and um, Romanians and sumos, and we're mixing it all up. But we're constantly getting work in, and, and that way our backs and hamstrings and glutes are really, really strong, um, and it's not the, the first place to break. And that's, I think, a lot of athletes that come in, that's probably their biggest uh, biggest progression is, is basically helping that lower back get really, really strong. But the thing is, guys, and I can't stress this enough to you, Royal Fitness athletes that are in here, don't be a bitch when it comes to it. Don't be scared of it. Like, if you get a back pump, treat it like a bicep pump. You're like, yeah, fuck, my back's getting bigger and thicker, right? Best examples, Chazzy, he's got the back of a gorilla. Um, if you look at his his, uh, his erectus spinae, like the, 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 the actual back muscles, all the way through his mid-trap, upper trap, if you look through his T-shirt, you can see them, right? They protect him. They, they lock his spine up and protect that spine so he can do some serious work through it. And, uh, same, same with myself, like I spend a lot of time on the back half of my body knowing that it's going to help my performance and my strength on the front half of my body as well. So super, super key to understand these things, super key to do them. But if we start swinging, guys, and we're doing, say, kettlebell swings, don't stay with 16s and 20s and 24s. 
push it heavier. As long as your form's good and tight, you'll be okay. But that's the best way to build up your glutes, your endurance in your lower back and your hamstrings and everything else it needs is hard work, right? You can't avoid it. Treat it like a like any other muscle. Smash it hard. Make sure it's done smart. Make sure you're recovering and then you keep repeating that process. Now, guys, if you have any issues in your body and you need help in particular, like if you've got a, a certain niggle or something and you want some advice on it, hit me up. I'm more than happy to help. You can definitely just shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook or whatever you need to do. Um, but beyond that, guys, that's all, I, all I've got for you today. Don't be afraid to train your lower back hard um, and don't be afraid to train the things like your neck hard as well. Like if you get pain there, work it, right? I'm doing a lot of neck work now and it's helping big time. So be strong everywhere, guys. Strength is never a weakness as a, uh, as a, str as a strong man who I followed for a lot of years, Mark Bell, always says strength is never a weakness. And another good little quote to finish this on, guys, is a quote from a guy called Louis Simmons, who I really respect, and he actually invented the reverse hyper machine, and that is weak things break. If you have a weak part of your body, it is going to be the weak link in the chain, and it is going to fuck you up eventually. So don't avoid it. Train it. Get stronger at it. Improve, grow, and you will be on the way to greatness. And uh, that's all I've got. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.